You're listening to the Vic 757 Podcast featuring Dwight and Michael Vic talking all things tech. What's going on, everybody? We're back at it. Another edition of the Vic 757 Show talking all things tech. I'm your host, former offensive lineman Dwight Vic, all conference back in the day, along with my young cuz, the icon, Heisman finalist, and one of the best Virginia Tech Sports Hall of Fame former quarterback, Mike Vick. What's back up? in the day. <laughs> back What's in the good day. With you, man? What's good? What's good? Not much. Another week. Celebrate my daughter's birthday today, so it's a special day. She turned 18. And, uh, yes. Yes. Off and away she go. Um, you know, kids grow. And they, they grow. I got a 20-year-old, 18-year-old. My my youngest daughter, London, turns 15 next week. So, you know, I'm wow. running the gun. Wow, man. I, you know, yeah. uh, my, my sit is, uh, she turned 18. Uh, she turns 19 next year. It's crazy. Man, I remember when I first held it, man. Just, I know we getting ready to talk tech. We got a big yeah. matchup this week. But just reflect real quick, man. Like, I know y'all getting ready. Yeah, like, you're getting ready. We getting, I know after we're done here, you got to go celebrate and have dinner. But. Man, just you know, to be a father, what's it feel like, man? Yeah. Like I know you've been one for a while, but just just a few minutes, yeah. man. Yeah, just now that they're getting older, man, you know, it just take on a different meaning. Like uh, even just around the houses, we, you know, we all come together. And my daughter was infamous for saying, you know, about four or five years ago, you know, I'm trying to be the best dad I could be, I'm trying to be fair as a father. And she looked at me and was like, "Hey, you act like this house is a huddle." This house ain't no huddle. Like, like you guys, every time you step in, you act like you stepping in the huddle to call a play. And like out of all my fondest memories with her, man, it was like that one stick out because uh, you know, she kind of put me in my place. And she was probably like 13 or 14 in, and now she's 18, man. Um, and living a different life, you know, she got friends and mm-hmm. you know, she got associates and and uh, you know, she's also driving. So, you know, it's just a different a uh, part of life, and uh, you know, I just continue to wake up and pray every day that God got His hand over us. You know. Yeah, man. God bless him, man. And happy birthday! So Thank funny you, you mentioned driving. Sydney was home. She just left today, right before I headed out to the office. She's driving back to the seven five, going back to Norfolk, man. She was home on fall break. And I'm bugging right. out, looking at her like, "Yo, you just driving like you an adult for real? Like you driving back? Took some food to driving go and everything." Yeah, yeah. Remember, we remember those days, cuz. Yeah, yeah, but, man. Uh, yeah. God's God, good, man. God is good, man. Um, I want to take a moment real quick. Um, this guy is not a sponsor, but he was at tech with Mike and uh I want to shout out Jim Ferrugio. He was at tech with us, man. He uh hit me up last week and wanted to give us a small donation to the Vic 757 show. He's not a sponsor yet, but there are plans for him to join that great sponsorship package that we offer a lot of our sponsors. Just want to shout out his company real quick. It's Building by Design, located in Northern Virginia, up here where I'm at. Uh, preferred home remodeling company that focuses on complete kitchen, bath, excuse me, and basement renovations. It's a Class A home builder's license, um, insured and bonded in the state of Virginia. Call them for in-home consultations at 571-436-3461 or check them out online at BBDC contracting.com so you know they always building something man so if you hokies out there in the 703-571 want to get something done we all know that remodeling when your homeowner is big hit up jim ferrugio he's all hokey he's a great guy and he was also our teammate he wasn't some all-american you know you a hokey you a hokey so mike we uh, got a few minutes before Danny jumps on, man. This is going to be a quick show, ladies and gentlemen, because Mike's going to go and be with his family. But we still want to give you that Vic 757 flavor, talking all things tech. That's the first time we got Miami back. And this is going to be an interesting year because for the first time, as we mentioned last week, 1995 was the last time my red shirt freshman year we played them and it wasn't on ESPN. This right. became one of the premier rivalries in the Big East and ACC. Mm. And a national rivalry that is now mm. not going to be on the ESPN. On top of it, the ACC next year is moving away from divisions. So in, essentially, 
um, this is not a game that will occur every year anymore. It'll occur, right. um, but it won't occur like it normally did because there will be no divisions, yeah. man. Um, right. You know, Miami, both teams come in with losing records. That's also the first time in forever that's ever happened. We're two and four coming off a tough loss to Pittsburgh. And then we also have Miami, who I believe has lost like us. I don't have my numbers in front of me. Either two or At three. At least three. At least three. Yeah. Carolina, Middle Tennessee State. And I want to say Texas A&M, man. So um, they're both limping in. They're coming to Blacksburg. I know Hokie Nates is going to show up, man. Just real quick, because when it comes to Miami, you and I played in it. You know, you were in it. Ooh. And I was in it. <laughs> it was crazy. I remember real quick. I remember uh, telling you as I was leaving Tech, you know, you were taking over the starting job. And I told you, Dre, Emmett, and all y'all, I said, keep your head on a swivel because them canes are aggressive. They, they, they you got to, you know, and they talk trash. And we come from an area where talking trash is normal, but it was a different level, man. You played in some yeah. great, you played in some great Miami Virginia Tech legendary games, man. Um, You know, just talk about Thanks. what it means to beat the canes. And you were um one and one against them, but that second one, was fishy because you had the high ankle sprain. Yeah, that, that, let's let, let's recap on that second one before I get into the first one and then into the tradition. The second one, we was about to mop them up, man. My second year, we was about to get them work. And and I came off that Jaguar. For those who played in the offense with me, that Jaguar, you know Jaguar with that, that, yeah. that speed option. Uh-huh. I made that cut on that nine technique. I don't know who he was, but he probably played in the pros. Cut it up on him. And uh, and all I seen was daylight. And I'm, I'm coming off an ankle sprain. I set out the week before, and uh, I tried to put my foot in the ground, and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. So so I seen the daylight, tried to put my foot in the ground, couldn't. We probably would have walked through them that day. And then at Lane, we caught him slipping, and uh, we beat him 43-10. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny Kelly was the quarterback. Uh, they had a pretty good team. Clint Porter's the running backs, Santana Moss, and – Reggie Wayne and all those guys, Ed Reed and, and Al Blaze, mm. uh, rest in peace. And they had a really good team, Nate Webster and, and um, you know, some of the guys that you probably smashed up uh, the year before. But, uh, you know, we was able to, uh, you know, put a hurting on them too. We was able to get out of there with a victory. And, uh, you know, I, I tell you what, man, just in terms of the tradition and playing Miami, you know you're going to get trash talk, like you just said. <laughs> and it, it, it's going to be 100 miles and running because they don't care. And no. uh, you know that's just their that's just their culture. They wow. They 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 gonna try to intimidate <laughs> you. They gonna test your patience. And they gonna test you. But uh, you know the thing is, man, just keep it in between the lines. I think for our team and just focus on trying to get a win. Like they 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 had some losses, like you said, and you know they in the same position we we in. They're yeah, in. Yeah. yeah, and they just came off a tough loss to North Carolina in Miami, um, and yeah. we came off a tough loss against Pittsburgh. Um, real quick, I'll just say this, man. Um, you know, the Miami game is always special to me because Miami, um, the Big East was set up for them to dominate. And then we came in and reigned on their parade and it really became the Miami Virginia Tech show with us taking turns along with Syracuse in the mix. And then when they expanded and they went to the ACC, excuse me, they left and went to the ACC, um, Mm -hmm. Virginia Tech and Miami continued their rivalry. But it's a, it's a great game, even though both teams are coming in limping, losing records. I think you're going to see both teams' best effort. Um, it's not so much a must-win game because I don't think either team will play for the ACC championship, but it's still a, it's a conference game. The conference games are always yeah. big, and they're always important. And um, it's going to be physical, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm serious. I will say this. I was very happy to see uh, – our team fight back against Pittsburgh. You and I talked yes. after that game. Yes. And I saw some quotes today from Andy Bitter. And a lot of the players felt like, and I knew it because I could see it, that they had a lot of confidence. And they learned a lot of confidence from that game. So I'm I'm curious to see them, how they respond um, this week. It's a 12-30 kickoff, man. So it's going to be, yeah. um, it's going to be an opportunity to make a statement. Only Virginia Tech and Kings fans are going to care about it. But at the same time, you know, it is what it is, man. I'm happy to see the fact that the kids aren't quitting on pride. So, yeah, and, really and, 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 and yeah, and Dwight, the, when I was able to talk to the team, I, I, I'm going to be honest, I, I really didn't have the words to say because I just knew, like, you know, I, I don't want to get a whole bunch of false chat and a bunch of false rah-rah. My, my message was on preparation and just being resilient. 
And uh, I, 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 I can envision, I can envision this moment happening. And that's going through a tough stretch, as me, you, and Danny discussed, knowing that it could be this way. And I say all that to say, you know, my message to the team was to continue to fight and to continue to just practice hard, work hard, study hard, and and be prepared for moments like this because you can learn a lot through your losses. So my message was in the preparation, and even in the loss, you know, you can, you can, you can figure out, you can find out a lot of things that can be done right. And you can correct it. So uh, hopefully uh, they, they still, you know, understand that message or they're still, you know, reliving somewhere in, in, in the back of their mind. And, uh, you know, let it let it all hang out this week. No doubt, man. And speaking of um, letting it all hang out, man, this guy, Danny, he never stops letting it all hang out when it comes to breaking down Washington commanders, uh, the Caps, uh, everybody in the D.C. area. I was man, just talking commanders. to him literally. Last night <laughs> on 1067 The Fans. So Danny joins us for the Noakes Noakes segment sponsored by Hall of Fame Sports Signings. Man, Danny, how you doing? I'm doing great, gentlemen. How are we today? Good, man. Oh, great, uh, man. It's Mike's Good. daughter's birthday. What, what, uh, which one? Uh, Lund- not London, right? Jada. Jada, Jada, Jada. Yeah, Jada. Jada. Yeah, Jada. yeah, the oldest one. Yeah, man. Yeah. We'll tell J- Jada we said happy birthday, Mike. I yes. will. I hope yeah, you guys yeah. have I hope she's. Hope she's having a good life. day. Yeah, hope she's yeah. having a good day. Hope you guys have fun tonight with whatever you got going on. <laughs> Dwight was saying, man, we were we've already got a, a little head start on this uh, breakdown of the pit game and looking ahead to the Miami game because we were both on one hundred six seven the fan last night chopping it up. Mm-hmm. Nice, DC. nice. I definitely want to hear. I, I definitely want to hear the recap from y'all because I was traveling out to uh, Los Angeles and, and uh, called Dwight to get to, to get some recap and he gave me some recap and just. Curious to see what you thought, what you saw, any improvements, anything, any areas we can get better. Uh, well, Danny, before you jump on and give us the recap and preview of uh, the matchup with Miami, let me read off Hall of Fame sign- signings that have sponsored your segment. They put on the biggest show in Cooperstown featuring all of the baseball Hall of Famers. They do multiple events in New York and New Jersey with baseball and football's biggest stars. They bring out athletes to events all over the country. Like, follow, and subscribe to their social media account at Hall of Fame Signings and stop by the website for all future signing updates. Also, the thing I like the most about them, if you can't make it to an event, you can also send them them the paraphernalia you won't sign and they'll get it back to you. So check them out, man. Thank you again. Danny, you up, man. What do you got, man? What are you thinking? What did you feel? Well, you know, I think when we look at this game and on paper, everybody that it certainly doesn't have any stake in Virginia Tech like we do, right? You just look at Abana, <laughs> you you look at Abanacanda's game north of 300 yards, six touchdowns, and you say, "Wow, okay, well that was really, crazy. That was, that was crazy. crazy." And you, and you would, props for that. You do, and and on paper, you look at the score, you might just think that Virginia Tech got boat raced in that game, and and that's just not true. It was actually a lot closer than than the score indicated, and Pittsburgh really wasn't able to move the ball through the air very efficiently at all. And what we talked about on this segment last week, guys, was what Georgia Tech was able to do in their upset against Pittsburgh was they were able to stop the run, specifically Abanacanda, who wasn't even their leading rusher in that game. So he flips it around. What does he do? He comes out, he runs for three bills and six touchdowns. So you do have to give him credit, and Narduzzi... Narduzzi, to his credit, loves to run the football, and he always gets his guys in a position to be able to do that, along with their ability to play defense. I think that Narduzzi, and this is just me gathering tidbits of his mannerisms and the way that he's acted on the sideline in games against Tech in the past. <laughs> I think he has. I think he has a bias against Tech, and he really likes to beat Virginia Tech. So. Yes. If, if he can find a way to stick it to Virginia Tech, he will. And in this case, it just was giving a band of can to the ball again and again and again and again. Yeah. And, you know, I, he had a great game. There's no doubt about it. But like Dwight and I were talking about yesterday, I had several statistical categories and things that I saw in this game from Virginia Tech that I thought was their best of the season. Their wow, best right? of the season, nice. not their worst of nice. the season. It was by far their most efficient offensive game. And that includes Rhode Island. That includes Boston College, the, get, the teams that they've actually beat. So the way that I'm measuring the season from here on out is how well they're able to progress from week to week. How, how much yeah. development is there? Are they getting better? Are the penalties coming yeah. down? Is the offensive line being more consistent, right? Is Grant Wells making less and less mistakes, which I think he is. 
And I think every week the, the team will gain a little bit of confidence. It's not resulting in wins just yet, but the fact that they took a, in my eyes, a significant step forward in several facets of the game is at least a positive takeaway. Uh, you know, Danny, um, before I read you this quote by senior linebacker Dax Hollyfield, um, I wanted to say this too. I interviewed uh, Narduzzi back when I was partnering up with Kyle Bailey at the ACC yeah. Media Day. And this is when he got, he was new to Pitt and he was building a program. And he told us, you know, because everybody's there at ACC Media Day. He said, you know, if I could get some guys look like me and to be <laughs> physical. He said that. He said, look, he pointed to me and he said, mm -hmm. they, he, they, in a lot of ways, he probably won't come out and say it. But at that time, Beamer was on his way out. But he said, I want to model my program a lot like Virginia Tech. So I think it's not so much animosity. It's more so in football, you show respect by smacking somebody. Sure. So like, you know, you take, yeah, somebody. yeah, trying yeah, to take yeah. out recruits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, so exactly. ain't going for that. We ain't going for that. <laughs> I know. Hey, so let me read. Go ahead. That home might got me weak because I'm with him, right? <laughs> so check it. I, I, I saw this quote, and I, I wanted to read this to you, both you and Mike, and Dan, I want your thoughts on this. Linebacker, this is per Andy Bitter at uh, 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 the presser today. A linebacker, Dax Hollyfield, and the Hokies uh, coming into this game this week against Miami. All it takes is one game to ignite a spark in us. We got a lot of confidence last week. Even though the scoreboard wasn't the outcome that we wanted, all it takes is one. What do you think about that, man? I think he's exactly right. I think that you could you could take a very specific moment, too, where Tech went from an absolutely horrible season and then with a little jolt of energy and confidence, it completely turned around. And it, go, it, it goes back to 2019, Dwight, in that Miami game, which nobody expected Virginia Tech to go and win on the road. It was Hendon. I think it was Hendon Hooker's first start. Yeah, it was. Don't say that name or I know. I, I know. <laughs> and and he had it. His, his individual performance had a lot to do with the turnaround of the back half of that Absolutely. season. But I'll remind you, too, though, in that Miami game, several turnovers were forced by Virginia Tech, and they gave the Hokies short field on a number of occasions that helped them put up as many points and, and ultimately hold on to win, and, and they actually ended up having a pretty good season. Caleb Farley, didn't Caleb Farley get three of them? Did he get three in that game? I know he got two. I know he's now with the Tennessee Titans, former yeah. Virginia Tech defensive back playing for the Tennessee Titans. But, yeah, I know he got two. I want to say three, but either way, you're right. I know he got two. But we we turned him over a lot. Yeah. yeah. Sidebar, by the way, Caleb Farley. Love him. Boy, did he get toasted this weekend trying to cover Deontay <laughs> Brown. I don't, oh, I don't want to say anything, but, yeah, man, <laughs> yeah. we got to – Man, no, no, no. Hokies, we, hey, man, look, it's all the VT Hokies out there, man. Let's stay on our ground. I know, whether, I know. You know. I'm not whether, trying whether to dog comment. I know, I know. But still, whether <laughs> you're playing in the pros, whether you're coaching in high school football, whether you're coaching on the college level, where you're doing podcasts like us, everybody stay on your ground. Everybody yeah, stay on your toes point. and yeah. stay hungry, man. Like, yeah. for real, like no snipping, no snipping. Everybody watching everybody. <laughs> So yeah. I, if I get back to, to what Dwight was asking, which is what it, what do you think about Dax's quote where it all it takes is one, right? All it takes is one instance, one thing to happen. I think he's right. And I think, you know, it could be for this season, the Miami game that turns things around again for this football program. And Miami obviously has had its own struggles this year. You know, Crystal Ball coming over as, as a first year head coach played at Miami, had some success at Oregon. Uh, he's still got a lot of work to do, despite the fact that they're never not going to have good recruiting classes. They always yeah, pull talent. in dudes. They always got dudes, you know, right? So, but it, but it, we all know that, especially in college football, you have to establish a culture to sustain success and to consistently win football games. And no one at Miami has been able to do that over the last, you know, coming up on twenty years, I guess, since yeah. since the Hurricanes were really last national championship Davis. contenders. Yeah. And, and so I think you have an opportunity here. It's going to be homecoming. There's going to be a lot of energy in, in the in the stadium as as tech fans always bring it, even in a down season. But Miami has shown that they'll give up points. Right. Mid Tennessee State was absolutely burning them in every facet of the game. And, and I was looking at some stats right now because I wanted to see where they were at. Where's their rushing defense? Where's their where's their passing defense at? And right now. This is Miami's passing defense that's sitting at 105th in, in the country right now. 
Text passing defense is a lot higher up, right? Number 40. Mm. And, and we're talking about defenses right now, but you want an opportunity to, to continue to develop that offense, right? It's, it seems like most of the concern has been around the offense to start the season for, for Coach Pry and the Hokies. This is actually a pretty good opportunity to try and get back on track on a team that has been giving up points. But we said this about North Carolina, so not taking it for granted, but it's another opportunity to show that they're improving like the Pittsburgh game was. Hey, I'll say this. I like the attitude. I understand where you're coming from. And, yes, optimism is great. You got to spread that around the locker room. That's important. You need the leaders to step up. Um, but, you know, let's start taking on that mindset. Regardless of where you're at, let's alleviate, alleviate the record. It don't even matter. Mm. Don't go into these games hoping to win. Go into these games knowing you're going to win. Even And, and so – you know, it's the difference in that attitude. Like, like I'm about to go into this game and I'm going to dominate. We're going to win this game. Like, we're going to win. And then you play to a winning level of expectation for yourself and everybody else. So you just – you can psych yourself out to be, to be a champion. And that's what you got to do. That's what the great ones do. They psych themselves out. Jordan used to do it. make yourself go crazy thinking, like, the next man was just talking trash. Like, find something that's going – you know – to everybody out there, just find something that's going to ignite you. Like, what's going to ignite you? Is it being ACC Player of the Week? Is it, mm. you know, my mom in the stands watching? Like, today I'm going to try to get three picks. I'm going to try to get two sacks. And, and, and you know it might not come in the first quarter, second quarter, but that effort of trying to get that sack can lead to some winning football. And so, mm. I, I, you know, I just want to say, you know, I just – I love I love the way you talk and I love the, the jogging, you know, let's – Let's go. Let's let's get it. Like it only take one. But going to this game, knowing that y'all gonna win, not hoping and for yeah. the rest of the season, and for yeah. the, for for a lifetime. And yeah, that's, yeah, I love it. I, and I, that mindset you're talking about is infectious. If you really believe it, I was just finished watching uh, last night. I was up late, and I watched. Uh, shout out and rest in peace to the great Kobe Bryant. I finally got a chance to watch the Redeem team. I know we're talking football, but it's sports. It's life. And uh, Kobe Bryant's mindset in the roughest part of his life when he joined that team, uh, he came on there and he his 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 dedication. He got all those guys getting up, getting up early, and they he 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 got them to believe they were going to win. And I think that's definitely what Mike's talking about. Um, Danny, you got literally five minutes. I want to ask you this before you jump off. Um, you know, with this game coming up, you know, we we talked about like how. They, you know, it, it was looking ugly. They were up uh, 16, was it 16 to 7 they were up? Or 16 7 nine. or 9. 16 they were, 7, yeah. They were up 16 mm -hmm. 7, yeah. and they had all the momentum. Then Pittsburgh responded. And then Virginia Tech continued to make the worst timely penalties. Pre-stab penalties, getting themselves sacked, getting them out of field goal range. But then they came back and fought, and they made it, I believe, 31 to 29, right? Yeah. Two what I game saw in the, in the, the second quarter. half is the youth movement. Mm. Malachi Thomas, number 13, a receiver, right? Um, you saw all these young guys on offense and defense, redshirt freshmen and sophomores, making the game-winning plays that didn't lead to a win. But right. with that being said, um, there's been a lot of talk, oh, we got to keep these kids redshirted. We got to – we don't have the depth. And I say, you know what, if they can play, play them. I mean, I'm sorry. What I mean, D, what you thinking, man? I I'm with you on that. Right. And, and our friend, Chris Coleman from tech sideline might not be, cause I know one of his catchphrases is always be red shirting. Right. Shout out to Chris and tech sideline. Uh, do a great we job. Bumping heads on that's my dude. He I know here a few weeks ago. I know. <laughs> and, and I think you're right, especially in this scenario, dude, because that we don't have the depth. We, we don't, we can't get, we can't get boat raced off the field. Um, you know, against a Miami team because we're not willing to to trot somebody out there that, that should be out there, right? Dwayne Lofton is someone that had a good game. He's just a sophomore. Came in and had a couple of big catches. Talk about that youth movement, Dwight. He's a guy that I thought we saw step up in that game. And yeah, I, I, I love getting Malachi Thomas back, man. I think he obviously gives the offense a jolt. 5.6 yards per carry against Pittsburgh. And and I think when you're able to pair him with, with Keyshawn King in a game that you don't fall behind in early, they'll probably be able to use them a lot more effectively. And, and you know, we've seen what Malachi Thomas would do. I remember his breakout game last year was the Syracuse game, which I actually got to be there for in person. So that was 
really cool. Uh, we saw the best of Caleb Smith, too. Nine catches for 152 yards. He's obviously not a, a part of the youth movement. He's one of the elder statesmen on this team. But they also need those older guys, the the captains, and the leaders of the team to step up and continue to make plays too. You know, guys like Jaden Blue, who we haven't seen a whole lot of. You know, guy had a really successful career at Temple before he got here. Coaches got to give him some shots though, right? You got to get him some targets. You got to find a way to get him the ball. So I, I think they're figuring all of that out. You know, we've spent all of this time talking about the players and and their development, which is obviously the most important thing. But going back to the coaches too, they're all relatively new at what they're doing as well. Brent Pry's a brand new head coach. Bowen's a new offensive coordinator. So they're all learning as well. And and they're doing it together. And so I I, I just think that this Miami team, there's 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 holes in it if you're able to get on them early and and keep this crowd in the game that there's a real chance that you could do some damage on Saturday. Yeah. The crowd will be definitely there. I mean they they showed up three weeks ago for 11 a.m. kickoff in the whiteout. The game was sold out. <laughs> they were playing at 11 a.m. against Wofford. And yeah. Tech fans were in the house. You know, so, you know, Danny, man, you know, I enjoyed talking with you last night on 1067 The Fan DC, and we enjoyed having you on for Noakes Noakes, man. I appreciate you, man. And, yeah. you know, I'm yeah, enjoy hey, the game man. this weekend. We appreciate you, man. I'm sure we'll, we'll touch base, man, you know, talk about hopefully a Tech win, man. So we'll see you next week. Sounds good, gents. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Right. Go Hokies. Yes, sir. All right, Danny. Have a good one. You too. Yeah, Stanley Noakes, man. Noakes, Noakes segment sponsored by Hall of Fame Signings, man. So once again, man, uh, Danny came in with the energy, man, in the, in the right mindset. But <laughs> he gave us the insight. But he's not playing. We're not playing. So hopefully um, the players are listening. The coaches are watching, man. Yeah. So from one great guest to another, man, we are now joined by Josh Morgan one of the Virginia Tech all-time greats. Also, Washington Commanders, but back then the Washington Red, Redskins, Walter, Pay Walter Payton, man in the year in 2013, man. Uh, Josh, yeah, yeah, man. Josh, how you doing, man? man I'm good, man. How y'all doing? Oh, we killing it, man. We good. We feeling good. I'm glad to have you on, man. Good, bro. Man, it's a pleasure to be on. It's good, big homie. Where you at right now, Josh? Man, I'm in the city. Okay. In the city of okay. DC. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, how you? Nice. Where you at? I'm in. I'm in Fort Lauderdale, man. Oh, Fort Lauderdale. Man. Fort Lauderdale, and, and and back home. You know, family still down there. But yeah, good to see you, man. Thanks for coming on. Good to see you, man. Appreciate it, man. Always good to be with the legend, man. Yeah, we appreciate holler at Mark too, man. I ain't saying Mark in a minute. <laughs> yeah, we gonna get Mark up here at some point. Yeah, I need to get. I, and you know, I've been begging for him. I know he don't like to do all this, but this fam, you know, I want to get him on so he can tell. You know, he I see him on IG with those crazy recruiting stories, and you've seen him, Josh, on his yeah, Instagram. Them story, he but you know, real, he keeping it like real. It. I love him. I love. Yeah, him. He keeping you know it one hundred. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, he keeping it one hundred. Josh, man, uh, you know, it's funny. You and I were talking the other day, man, because you're a busy man, and um, I was chopping up with Thomasina. I'm tight with her younger sister, Sandra. So we yeah. were just talking about, and then all the great things and trying to get you on. And um, what was amazing is, um, you know, we were talking about your career at Tech, and I, I always do research, even though I may know a player or maybe remember watching them play. I start going over all your catches, and you were like, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, like you had that big one that big body one against Georgia Tech. And you were like, yeah, um, your cousin was there. Mike was there. When y'all went down to Atlanta, you yep. showed out. And then you had showed that one out. against Florida State. Uh, Tyrod threw that joint in the corner. Remember that? Uh, yeah. When, yeah, you know, y'all, I don't know if it was a pick play, but you were one of my favorite receivers. And you from D.C. And D.C. players typically do well. But um, I'm going to give you a chance to talk about your favorite memories at Tech before we jump into some of the other stuff you're doing, man. Like, Go back to your time at Tech, man, because that receiving group you were part of was really good. And I'm going to just say this before you answer this question. You definitely should be in contention to be in the Virginia Tech Sports Hall of Fame. For those Absolutely. who don't remember, for those who don't remember, when he when he retired or left Tech and graduated, moved on to the NFL, he was drafted. But before he was drafted, he retired, re finished his career at Tech with 122 receptions, um, and he had a 1,817 receiving yards of 15.0 average, 16 touchdowns, and finished his career with 2,000, 
435 all-purpose yards. So you were one of the greats, right. man. You know, and this is as the time Tech started opening up more offensively. But yeah. you know, what did nah, you think they about? Ain't started opening up yet. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to hear. I want to hear him answer this question. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but I got some questions. I want to know. <laughs> we're talking. Look, hold on. I'm talking compared to when I played. We ran the ball on third and seven. <laughs> yes, we did too. We did too. I used to be over there. My, I used to be over there cringing like, oh man, if this is my path to the pros, I'm done. Yeah, but go ahead, Josh. Man, you, you, what were your, what, what do you remember? What was, what was it like for you? I mean, I definitely remember everything you just said, man. Just leaving there, you know, and realizing that that was a great accomplishment, man. Because when I left there, I was fourth all time on the Virginia Tech receiving list. Oh, man, you know what I'm saying. I, I love my brother Eddie, but it was always a, you know, friendly competition, positive peer pressure. So for me to lead there. And to be ahead of Eddie Roy, U and David Clowney and Josh Hammond and all the other great receivers I played for, and for me to be you know ahead of all of them on that list, it was definitely a great accomplishment, man. But it's so many great memories being down there. Um, for one, um, them freshman year, my freshman year, that game at Georgia Tech, my freshman year, you know, when I had a seventeen, when Jimmy Williams had number two. You know, that was a great yeah. comeback my freshman year with me, Eddie, and all us, and sparking that with Brian Randall, you know what I'm saying, picking apart that Georgia Tech defense down there. Um, yeah. You know, that was a great memory. That Sugar Bowl, when I went off in the Sugar Bowl, mm -hmm. um, that was definitely a great memory for me, you know. I just wish we had a little bit more time on the clock, but scoring them two touchdowns to get us back in the game, um, you know, it definitely was, like, one of the moments where, like, man, I could really do this, and I could not only do it, but it's Carlos Rogers on the other end of, you know, on the defensive end. And, yeah. You know, yeah. at, at that time, that was a Sugar Bowl record. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was, it was just a lot of memories like that. And that, I mean, it was always fun coming to Atlanta, you know what I'm saying, with you down there on the sidelines and coming to Georgia and just doing our thing, man. You know, I was telling your cousin, man, I remember that, that game he talking about. That was my junior year. I had number two. And um, me and Tyrod used to switch your fleets. So whoever has your cleats, that they always ended up having a great game. Yeah, the white and black fix. Yeah, he told me that. I was but, like, yo, they were fine. That's yourself. Yeah, whichever one of us had them on that game, we always had a great game. And luckily, it was my turn to have them on. But uh, yeah. definitely putting on shows like that. But um, I think the most important memory down there, just for the Blacksburg community, was um, that season we had after the shooting happened down there. You know what I'm saying? That season we had our senior year and coming back and winning the ACC championship and doing everything we did, I feel like it was definitely uh, the most important thing we did down there being in Blacksburg and bringing that community back together after everything that happened. Okay. Hey, hey, Josh, yeah, when, when Dwight mentioned offenses and, and mentioned your accolades, you, you, <laughs> you didn't seem too excited, you know? So, I, I mean, look, it, it sounded like a lot, of, a lot of work was being put in, a lot of accomplishments was made. But uh, who was your quarterbacks through your tenure, through your tenure, and who who was uh, the the offensive coordinator that you give credit for your success to uh, during your time? Man, honestly and truly, and this been one of the stories about my whole career. I never had the same quarterback two years in a row my whole career since okay. I started. So my oh. first year was Brian Randall, then the next year was your brother Marcus, and then the year after that it was Sean Glennon, and then the year after that Tyrod took over. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So that's oh, four yeah. different quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, I never had the same quarterback two years in a row since yeah. I've been playing. Since I ever played football, wow. I never had the same quarterback two years in a row. It was the same way in the league. But um, my offensive coordinator, I, I would think that the guy that really helped me the most was Kevin Rogers. You know what I'm okay. saying? We had – Steiny was man. there. Yeah, he helped me the most. Like the way he broke it down to me and started helping me read them defenses. Coming as, as a freshman, my freshman year, man, yeah. it was, it felt like I was cheating after that. You know oh, what I'm saying? So Especially now, with all the yeah. levels. And then yeah. the experience he had working with um, Marvin Harrison for all those years and Donovan yeah. in Syracuse, it probably was some carryover. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it felt like I hey, was cheating. Yeah, that's he so crazy helped. he said that. It's, I'm sorry, Josh. It's so crazy yeah. he said Kevin Rogers. So on the way here, I was listening to Nova Legends podcast and Sean and Mike Lennon were on there. And Sean Glennon talked about why he chose Tech. And he talked about he had a lot of love for Beamer, but he said what really drew him was Kevin Rogers. Same thing Josh is saying, man. 
It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, that's pretty good. He was definitely an offensive genius. Yeah, definitely an offensive genius. Definitely broke it down in a way that helped us understand it. Like I said, it felt like he made it seem so simple. Like, I ain't never had nobody make football seem that simple. Right. Yeah. Broke down cover two, cover one, all everything. Yeah. How to beat it. How to beat a defense. Everything, man. That's crazy. I do want to make sure for those listening on Spotify and those watching our YouTube channel, this segment of Josh Morgan uh, is sponsored to you by the Hokie Way, an independent nonprofit organization that will create active engagement for Virginia Tech student athletes, along with the Commonwealth NIL, man. So wanted to make sure that's this segment sponsored. Josh, um, before we get into Hokie trivia, man, um, which is going to be a great segment, our Hokie shout outs to wrap up the show. Um you, when I was talking to Thomas Singer and I was looking at you, I told you, and I did because I live in the DMV, I live in Northern Virginia. When I was a kid, I was a big Washington, I can't get to used to command this, but I was a big Washington <laughs> Skins fan. I'll just say Skins. And um, I was happy you went up there and you had some great moments with them. I know you played for some other teams, man, but I'll just say this and you can respond to how you want. I felt like you were always a, the constant, constant pro. I feel like on and off the field, obviously you were recognized as the Walter man, Walter Payton man of the year. But I, I thought on the field you were a great receiver. I thought, you know, sometimes, as you mentioned, quarterback play systems kind of hurt or help players. And I feel like sometimes, you know, I know Washington is an organization sometimes hit or miss with ownership and things like that. But you never came on and complained. You never said, I need more balls. And I feel like sometimes you don't get your just due because you always just been a good person, low-key just I'm going to do my job type thing. Do you ever feel like if you were more outspoken, you would get more recognition? And I mean, Hokie Nation loves you, but I'm just talking about as far as career-wise. You know, what do you think about that? Man, no, I definitely agree with you, man. But I was always, so like I said, I, I, I was always one of them team players. Like I've, I've been spoiled by football. You know what I'm saying? Football was my second sport. Basketball was my first sport. You know what I'm saying? But ever since I started playing football in the seventh grade, I've been winning championships. Mm. You know, I went three and one in seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, then took off a year, came close, lost in the semifinal, then won my senior year, leaving out of high school, won the ACC wow. championship my first year at VTech, and then won the ACC championship my last year at VTech. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I was always just bred to be a team player. You know, and I was always that kind of guy. They they used to call me, I was like a corkscrew. You know what I'm saying? I was a big physical receiver, but I was also one of the fastest receivers on the team. You know what I'm saying? I'm 6'1", 219, but benching with the linebackers, but also running with the fastest DB. You know mm. what I'm saying? So I was always yeah. one of them type of talents where you could put me anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Or one Another one of my favorite memories at VTech was when they put me in the backfield. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I scored in the backfield versus Southern Miss. You know what I'm saying? Ike Whitaker at quarterback. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I was always that type of guy where you could put me anywhere and whether it be kickoff, return, and I'd try to run it back or on the punt block team. I had a couple block punts, you know what I'm saying, at VTAC too. And then I, you know, so I feel like I damn sure should have been more outspoken, you know, especially when I got to the league because, you know what I'm saying, like they always say, closed mouth don't get fed. And if you don't say nothing, then they just think you okay with your role. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you got guys. You, you, I mean, Mike know how the league go. They got their guys that they want to be the guy, and they going to get them at least 10, 10 yeah. touches a game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 10 throws a game and all this and that. And I'm I'm the guy that's, you know what I'm saying, making sure the other guys eat. I was a yeah. guy, you know, when I got drafted to the 49ers, blocking the D in to make sure Frank got them 80-yard runs, you know, versus Seattle, you right. know, versus the Seahawks and stuff like that. Right. But I was also that guy that, man, you came out there and you, you, you gave me a chance to make a play, I was going to make a play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even when we played y'all at Philly, man, that was always my favorite yep. playing Philly. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Like, they had me a kick return and I was the most Everywhere. after that game. Yeah. I was just trying to make a play, man. It was always good to see, man, the, the, the legend, the big homie, on the other end, you know what I'm saying? On the sideline, man, Appreciate you it. doing your shit. No, I was gonna say very unselfish. Go ahead, cause I, I just no, I was I just gonna say I remember no, no, go ahead. I just gonna say for the record, I had him on my fantasy team one year. And I I remember that. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, because he, he no job I had you too. Oh I had oh, I yeah. had you I had you when that year when you the miracle in the Meadowlands too, when y'all came back. 
I won the right. championship. You and Deshaun went oh, yeah, ham in the second half. But I had Josh. I had Josh one year because he got those points in my league. I got crazy system. He would get no yeah. hidden hit hidden yardage, and he was a like mm-hmm. you said a corkscrew. But go ahead, cuz. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I was just gonna ask him. I know you've been paying. I don't know if you've been paying attention to Virginia Tech and where we are. And um, you know, I know you said you wish at times you could have been more outspoken. Give you a chance to be a little more outspoken. I know as you watch us as we go through the growing pains throughout the season. If you can share a couple words with the team right now, what would be like a couple key messages that you'll try to get across to to the young guys that's out there that's fighting to to try to make this work and uh, you know try to win win the game? Man, the main thing I would say to them young guys, man, is to just really truly trust the process because you know y'all they got a great coach coaching staff now. You know what I'm saying? They got yeah. people that have been through the culture, that know the culture, that have been through the grind that they can actually relate to. You know what I'm saying? And they and, and what they saying, they know it's facts. They not one of right. these coaches that ain't never played the game. You know what I'm saying? You got a great coaching staff down there. So just trust the process and really adapt to the culture, man. Don't make it about yeah. yourself. You know, when I was down Before. there at VTech, I think, yeah, we was the my, my class was the winning this class in VTech history. You know what I'm saying? We had 10-plus wins every year. And, and most of that was just the unselfishness and knowing right. when to lock in. You know what I'm saying? Y'all done made it through all the hard part. Y'all done made it through the, the I don't know if they, man, Gentry ain't there, so I don't know if they doing the man makers and all that stuff. But right. six a.m.s, the, yeah. I don't know if they doing all that. But the winter workouts and all that, y'all done put in the work, man. So just trust yourself, man. Really go out there. And when it's time to lock in, you guys zone out and block out all the noise. Like we, uh, it was a saying when we was there, we all we got, we all we need. And that's all it was. Man. We ain't need yeah. nobody but us. Whoever was VT, was family, or everybody else, excuse my French, it was fuck them. Yeah. ain't nobody, man. We all we got, we all we need. And we going, yeah. I'm going to ride for my brother. You know what I'm saying? No matter what it is. So yeah. at the end of the day, man, just go out there and be great, man. Because the better yeah, you time. are to the team and the better you are in those clutch moments, and that's one thing I took pride in, man. Them clutch moments, I always showed up the biggest. So the better you are in them yeah. clutch moments, man, the better you're going to always – the better the team going to be. And that's all it is right now, man. Simple stuff. All the little details going to help you be great in everything. You know what I'm saying? It's the simple stuff like taking care of the ball better. You can't yeah. go on the road and win when it's turnovers. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's already hard enough to get, man. You you know the percentages, man. It's already right. hard enough as it is to go on yeah. the road to get a win. You got to yeah. take care of the ball better. You just got to go, man. In order to get everything you ever wanted in this life, you got to do the shit you never did before. Yeah. And part of doing the shit you never did before is pushing yourself to the limit every day in practice. Yeah. You can't yeah. get comfortable with the competition you're going in, out in practice. You got to get ready for mass. Two million other people trying to get you back <laughs> yeah. and win these games, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you guys just had this fuck everybody mentality because that's what it is, man. If you're not, then they taking food off your plate. You it. can't let nobody come in your house and take food off your place, man. So just get a pride, man. Get a sense of pride about yourself. Get a sense of swag about yourself and go out there and get what y'all deserve. Don't let nobody take food off y'all plate. Because yeah, at the end of the day, man, that's what it is, want. man. Every time we take an L, man, that's food out your plate. That's that that that's that's a house you could have bought your mother. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. That's a that that that's a way that's a way of living that you could change your whole family dynamic, man. So yeah. y'all got really take pride of it. Think about it different, man, because it's people like me that ain't had nothing when they came to V Tech. You know what I'm saying? Really came to V Tech without a home to go back to and made and made my yeah. way through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know, man. I put on my pants the same way y'all do. So if y'all really yeah. gonna get it, then go get it. By any means necessary, whatever the cost, go get it. it. I love it. Don't I love it. We gonna we gonna end it on that. 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 We gonna end We just heard in front of them boys, man, because the more guys has been through them wars, I, Mike, you said it yeah. all, but we got that what he just said. I'm zoned out, taking me back to the 90s when I played, and that's the right yeah, mindset, man. man. But we're going to end it man. on that. Um, we're going to transition into uh, Alexandria Restaurant Partners Hokey Trivia, man. We got three questions. We're not doing four today because we got to get Mike out of here so we can celebrate Jada's birthday. So we're going to jump into Alexandria Restaurant Partners Hokey Trivia, and I'm going to ask you two, three questions, but real quick. Alexandria Restaurant Partners was formed in 2015-16. Uh, 
and 18, building an exceptional leadership team that includes some of the best talent and sharpest minds in the industry. They were built with one goal in mind to be the nation's, not the biggest, but the best in excellence, leading the way with integrity and being transparent. Visit alexandriarestaurantpartners.com to learn about careers, private events, and also for catering and all the offers. So, gentlemen, we got three today. We normally do four, but I went in my bag to pull out three good questions to see how y'all do. This is a fan favorite hokey trivia. People play, believe it or not, Mike, Josh, people play along at home and they do it while they drive and listen on Spotify. So fans always say, yo, I, I was two or three or where you get that one from. So we're going to start off with this one. Here we go. Which of the of these Virginia Tech football players was not a walk-on at Virginia Tech? So this player, all these players played at Virginia Tech, but one was not a walk-on. The other ones were eventually earning a scholarship. So was it Willie Byrne, wide receiver? Was it B, John Engelberger, defensive end? Was it C, Jared Ferguson, fullback? Or D, Brendan Motley, quarterback? Josh, I'll go with you first. You can answer first. This one, this one was not a walk-on. So, again, this, this player, they all played at Tech. Three of them were walk-ons. One was never a walk-on. One was a scholarship from from jump. Not a walk-on. I can't even remember. Was Engelberger? Willie Byrne, jo John Engelberger, yeah. Jared Ferguson, or Brendan mm. Motley? I'm going to go with Willie Byrne. Willie Byrne. All right, Josh. Cuz, who you got? I know Jared was a walk-on. <laughs> I remember his story. I'm trying to think, was Burger a walk on, man? I'm with you, John. I'm trying to think, because I. I think so. I think he was a walk on and made it through special on. teams. Yeah. I'm going to say Engelberger. Oh, you said it was not a walk on. Not a walk on. Uh, Motley. Motley, okay. All right. Cuz, you got it right. It was Brendan Motley. <laughs> he played at Christiansburg High School, uh, was a great quarterback in Southwest Virginia. I believe he took it to the state champ. I'm so sure somebody in the comment section is going to correct me. I think he either took yeah. him to a championship or they they lost in the states, or whatever. Jared Ferguson was a walk on. He came yeah. um, up there. He said his first practice, he was out there smacking people, and they gave him a uh, scholarship shortly after. John Engelberger was a walk on from Northern Virginia out of Springfield. Came up there yeah. looking like he played for the Denver Nuggets. Next thing you know, he was in the NFL playing for the Broncos. Willie Burns from the 757 played at First Colonial. I actually used to talk to him. I mentored him out of high school. He chose Tech over Women Mary. He had an offer from Women Mary, but he walked on at Tech and shortly thereafter earned a scholarship. So, some some Virginia Tech for those those new fans used to have a phenomenal walk on program back in the two yeah. thousands uh, and late nineties. All right, guys, here we go. This one is a tough one because this is old school, but it's a it's a historic story. So maybe you know, maybe you don't. All right. During the 1989 Virginia Tech-UVA football rivalry, a huge brawl broke out. Following the game, the fight broke out, right? Coach Frank Beamer had a couple of teeth knocked out from a straight punch from one of his own players. Which was <laughs> – who was the – this is a true story. Who was the player? Was it Carter Wiley, Steve Johnson, or Jim Witten? It's only three players. I mean, one of these is the guy. Carter that Worley? Carter, 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 Carter Wiley. Carter Wiley. Steve Johnson. And, Mike, you know that's your guy, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say Steve Johnson. Man. Yeah, Steve I was about to say Steve, too. Steve. Y'all think, yeah. <laughs> think it was Steve? I think it was Steve. Yeah. Steve like he was swinging everybody. <laughs> you know what? I would have picked Steve, too, but the actual, actual answer is Jimmy Witten. Jim Witten uh, was the one that, you know, Jim, Jimmy Witten, he, his brother yeah. played with us. He was a, a backup lineman, Joe Witten. But Jimmy was a great defensive player, man. He was, uh, if you remember, Mike, he was a strength coach with Gentry and Sano, Coach yeah. Witten. 
That's yeah, him. Yeah, Jimmy yeah, yeah. Okay. Joe Witt, yeah, Jimmy Witt yes. used to he used to be yes. real walking around with the tight shorts and sweats. Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. Job yeah. yeah, and the story was <laughs> if you have if y'all ask Bruce Garns, who is the Virginia Tech storytelling legend, Bruce would tell you, right. he turned around and said, Help me find my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they gave that man a job after he knocked Bama wow. Teeth out. <laughs> it was an accident. It was an accident. You know what I'm saying? Remember, Corey Holt actually punched Beam in the face in the ACC championship game. Um, really? the field goal. Yeah, yeah, Josh, remember that? He uh, yeah. he was celebrating, stole Beamer right in the yeah. face, hit him in the jaw. Wow. Sucker punch me. All right, last <laughs> one, gentlemen. <laughs> last one, here we go. We all know about former Virginia Tech quarterback Brian Randall's remarkable game when he threw for five touchdowns against Syracuse in 2002. We also know about Gerard Evans, who also threw for five touchdowns against Boston College. What other quarterback threw for five touchdowns in the game? Was it A, Tyrod Taylor, B, Josh Jackson, C, Maurice Shiseizo, or D, Will Ferrell? This quarterback D. threw five touchdowns. You saying D, D Mike? D, Will Ferrell. All right. Mike saying D. Josh, is he the Tyrod? You going yeah. with Ty? Okay. I'm going to go with Ty. All right. I think I remember Ty doing something spectacular. Well, all these guys did something spectacular, but I knew yeah. this was going to be a tough one because the correct answer is someone you probably wouldn't have guessed, and that was Josh Jackson. In 2017, yeah. he threw wow. five against ECU, and the reason why is that we yeah. won that game. We scored 64 points, and that's the game yeah. Cam Phillips had that receiving individual game record. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Josh okay. Jackson, yeah. who eventually, after his great starting rookie season, transferred to Maryland. I don't really know what happened right. when he transferred to the Terps, but um, shout out to Josh Jackson, man. He was good in the whole – I like Josh, but he ended up leaving. Um, broke his leg the following year against – at ODU in 2000. I uh, forgot what year, but it was the following year he broke his leg and he transferred out. He sitting never out. made it back. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. So we're at the end of the show, man. This has been a lot of fun, man. Uh, um, you know, I, I'm very honored to have you on, um, Josh, because like I told you, I don't say nothing I don't mean. You were – Fun to watch in the pros. You were fun to watch in the Hokie uniform. You from up the road from where I live in D.C. And when you look at what you did up there, I know people. You was a beast up there, man. And I used to Appreciate work at Baloo in Southeast. And, you know, you come out of D.C., it's like coming out of Nooper News. You know, a lot of guys yeah. don't make it that were just like you, but you put on for your city when you at Tech. So with that being Appreciate said, you. I'm going to give you a film, few moments um, or, you know, just to shout out Hokie shout outs. Um Anybody you want to shout out could be um, a teammate, a coach, a professor, someone you admire that that has that hokey blood running in them like you and I and Mike do. Man, well, that's easy, man. I'm going to shout out all my teammates, man, especially the ones down there in the 7-5, man. Jimmy Williams, Chris Ellis, Marcus Vick, to Mike Emo up here in Northern Virginia, man, to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> all the homies, yeah. man. Big that's man, good. Wayne Brown. Eddie Royal, everybody, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to everybody. Vince Hall, Xavier DB. Man, I can yeah. go for everybody, yeah. man. Shout out to everybody that I played with, man, and everybody before me, man, from Vic all the way to Bruce Smith and now. Shout Love out it. to the whole V-Tech family, man, because one thing Love about V-Tech, man, is definitely a family, man. Family is rare, man. So yeah. shout out to everybody that ever put on that burgundy and orange, that maroon and orange, my bad. I'll say the same oh, thing. I don't know. Burgundy oh, that's, that's that's real. That's real. Cuz who you got, man? I'm like Josh, man. I'm I'm gonna name a couple people today. That's the type of mood I'm in. So, you know, I, I, first off, Josh, man, thanks for coming on, man. Class act dude, man. Um sure. you know, very well spoken, man. And um, you know, I, I feel the vibe, feel the energy, man. You keep that up and you keep, you know what I'm saying, you keep that same attitude each and every day and spread that amongst the people, man. Um Appreciate Black, it. white, and different. Um, yes, Ricky Hall. Shout out to Ricky Hall. Mm. Ricky Hall was one of my guys. Um, mm. Shout out to Jared Ferguson, man. Um, definitely, Jared was a walk-on, correct? Jared mm. was a walk-on. Yeah, came on and, and made his hey, you know, play behind mm -hmm. Color Hawkins. Jared was a good dude, quiet man, but a hard-nosed football player. I think I I turned it for validation. I turned the wrong way in the uh, in the um, in the Super Bowl. And I ran into Jared, and, and people blame Jared. 
but they should be blaming me. So, you know, I'm going to take the blame on Wax for that. Um, and, uh, you know, Dave Meyer from Dave Meyer to Sharon Stiff. Um, man, so those, some of those who came before me, man, uh, Andre Kendrick, um, Angelo Harris, you know what I mean? Guys who, you know, like was foundations, man. Guys who I, you know, I came in the locker room and looked up to, and then I'm, you know, I'm piecing together with Al Clark. So shout out to oh, yeah. those guys yeah. and the Hokie family, those I didn't name. Ike Charlton, Midget, you know, Saron Yale, man, these good people, man. Hokie family, for sure. I'm gonna shout out two people, and they're they're technically Hokies. They are Hokies, and they also Hokie family, and they family for me and Mike. Excuse me, I'm gonna shout out our um our cousin Kalithia, who's at Virginia Tech. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Playing tennis, no playing doubt. tennis. Yeah. and she was a beast when she was in the seven five in high school. Casey and Roberta used to always tell me, I know she ain't a football player, but it can be any Hokie. Uh, you know, right. Mike, when you saw my son Isaiah and Shanice up there, they had ran into Kalitha. She was hosting some stuff and um she yeah. was tripping on how tall Isaiah was. But I just want to shout her out up there, man, because a lot of times, man, you know, Virginia Tech's known for football, but there's a lot of great hokies doing great things in this world. And yeah. she's one right. of them, man. You know, and I also want to shout out, we talked about him earlier, Marcus, man. You know, Mark, man, yeah. like Mark, bro, bro. Mark, hey man, Mark, one of my favorite court. My boy watching Aaron, he always talk about. Mark was his guy. I love quarterbacks that when they played, Mark played with the whole Ridley projects on his shoulder. Man, he just man. he had an attitude. He had if, an arm. I necessarily. If Mark come back, well, you big bro. You big. Back, say it. Say it, Josh. Say it, Josh. Say if it. If Mark come back that next year, we win the national championship. I, I agree. Know. I agree. If he came I back, agree. we win the national championship. I agree. I, I, I and, and I will always say that. So God takes my last breath. I'm not even being a homer right now. And and wow. and he was fun to watch, you know. I say this too, man. When we watch people grow up in today's world with social media, even when even when Mike, you know, when Mike was in Atlanta and all these guys who talked about Kobe Bryant earlier, we're watching these guys grow up, man. Back when I was playing, you didn't have social media, so you didn't see every move I made, my mistakes, my shortcomings. Mm -hmm. We watch these guys, these young women as well, grow up. And Marcus is the father; he out here doing his thing. And my only regret is I couldn't play with him and Mike. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> well, well, let me say this. Story. Let me say this. Let me say this on record too. I'm, I'm uh, you know, stories untold. Mark was other than Jim McMahon. Mark was the first quarterback to come out with that dark shield. Mark was the first quarterback to swag out that shield and yes. play with it and fall out. And and I I took it to Atlanta. I, mm. I ain't want to you know I, I would have cleared John, but. My swag came through Mark, and Mark, Mark was the trendsetter behind that. So now you got all quarterbacks. People think I did. I'm gonna take credit for it on another level, but I got I, I took that swag from bro. So bro, bro had it all, man. Uh, yeah, man. Good football yeah. player, smart football player as well. For sure. Yeah, yeah, he was, man. He always talking about guys grading out, man. He was. I agree, Josh. Um, if he comes back. And you know, I remember that visor too. He used to be Curtis. sweet with that. That visor was sweet, Curtis, man. Yeah, yeah. Sweet yeah. With that five on. Oh my God. Mark yeah, been, man. Your mom might have been the best dressed Virginia Tech player to get. You know what I mean? Facts. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, man. Facts. I and respectfully, I mean, I don't remember a quarterback, not just at tech. I remember a quarterback during my era, even after I was done that played with that moxie that took on linebackers and safeties and got in the middle of and scuffles. He personified yeah. that lunch pail on offense. I mean, he would get yeah. in and they rallied around him. Don't get it twisted. Ty was nice. Be random. Mike, but Marcus was like, yo, it's whatever. What y'all want to do? When y'all went, yeah. I was, when y'all went to Maryland, he had, like, he had guys yeah. like Josh yeah. backing him up. I don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Nah, man. No, but shout out to all the guys we named. Uh, I just got a text, and I'm glad she sent this to me, Josh. Before we wrap up and close out the show, let everybody know you got something very special coming on right. November 3rd. Uh, BET sets 22 original holiday movie state featuring Neo, Romeo Miller, and so many other actors and actresses. You are in here. You're acting. You're playing. Yeah. Um, nice, you're playing the NFL quarterback, right? You're going to be number 13. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Josh, he's yeah. so humble, Mike. I still got more work to do. That's why I got more work to do, man. Hold yeah, on, how can everybody work, just real quick, bros. real quick? How can people keep up with you, and 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 where can they see that? Is that on BET? Yeah, that's gonna be on BET, probably BET Plus, BET Her, all BET uh, platforms. Um, and keep up with me, man. 
I'm trying to do better in social media, man. I'm still living in that world Me where too. I ain't posting my moves. I ain't doing this. And even Thomasina, God remind me, I ain't post something in a month. So I got to do something, you know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> my social media, Twitter, Joshua Morgan Senior. Um, um, and on IG, Joshua Morgan Senior, man. Shout out to my yeah. son, Josh Morgan Jr., too, man. He on that baseball shit. Okay, he on that baseball. Okay. Yeah, I took him yeah. to a lot of the v, uh, VT baseball games. What's up? So, they got it. They got a great yeah, Hopefully too. he down there. Yes. Yeah, hopefully down there doing their thing. Yeah. Well, again, thank you again for jumping on, man. One of the greats, man. Mike and I appreciate it, man. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Hokie Nation. That's our episode, man. Miami and Tech in Blacksburg, twelve thirty. Not on ESPN, on ESPN Plus, but you will be able to see homecoming. it, man. Yeah, homecoming, man. If you get there, if you're driving there, be safe. Drink responsibly, responsible. Be smart, man. All right. I know how y'all do, man. There it is, man. Like we say every episode, go Hokies. Y'all be out. Go Hokies. That's right.